Welcome to the Moonlight of Amuna, Parsh Sazinu, Yom Kippur. This week's learning should be as chus for a full shlem, for Chanamash, Bas Vilcha, Ratzabas Rachel, Shmuel Shemizam, Bechavachavam, Rachamurachem, and Afira, Michaim, and Sarah, and Lilinishmas, Henyabas, Yechiel, Mechel. So this week we, we, we approach Yom Kippur with the Aserzim Yechuva, Shabbeshuva, and we know that one of the things that always uh, raises a question is, uh, is, is the way we daven on, on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, especially Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, we're, 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 we're davening to Hashem, we're, we're crying, we're pouring out our hearts, we're trying to do tshuva, we feel terrible about the fact that we sinned in front of Hashem, and that we got Hashem angry at us, right, and we're trying to correct our ways, it's a very somber day, it's a, it's a day that, that uh, there's, there's, uh, there's broken heartedness, there's a, it's a day of, of being very serious and trying to fix our relationship with Hashem, and yet, we find that we sing. Most shuls we sing. M- most most uh, most curious is the ashamnu, right? The ashamnu bagadnu, the vidui. We sing in a nigan. I won't sing. I'll spare you that. But um, the we ashamnu bagadnu, right? We sing it, which is very strange. Ashamnu bagadnu is where we're recounting all the things that we've done ro- wrong this year, all of the ways in which we've broken Hashem's heart, so to speak, all the ways in which we've damaged our relationship with Hashem, and yet we're singing it and. Throughout the davening of Yom Kippur, there's so many songs that we sing, right? and we don't, and we don't, we tend not to sing in a in a depressed melody. We tend to sing in in upbeat melodies, and it, it seems there seems to be a, a dichotomy here. There seems to be a disconnect. That we're talking about serious things here. We're acknowledging the avarice that we did. We're begging Hashem for forgiveness. We're begging Hashem for life, and yet we seem to be be using joyous tunes. So this is a question that's always been discussed, and especially we have Parshas Azinu this year as Shabbos. Parshazinu is all about the song, the song of the Jewish people to Hashem. So, what role does this play? What's the, what's the idea of the song of this of this of of, of approaching Hashem and asking for tshuva and asking for forgiveness? And asking for life and asking for good things for ourselves and our families, which should be done, we would think, in a somber, uh, uh, very melancholy type of uh, tune, and yet we 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 sing in an, in an upbeat manner. So the Kleisenberg Rebbe, the Kleisenberg Rebbe described that even though we, it's it's a somber day and it's a serious day and we're trying to we're trying to correct our our relationship with Hashem, a person still has to be besimcha and 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 with a happy heart. A person has to be besimcha with a happy heart. Why? So he says that even though we recognize, we come to Yom Kippur, we have the Yaseres Mechuvah, we went through El, went through the Yaseres Mechuvah, Rosh Hashanah, the Yaseres Mechuvah, we come to Yom Kippur and we realize. How far we are, how distant, how much we've distanced ourselves from Hashem, how many things we've damaged in our relationship with Hashem over the past year. But still, we have to be happy. You know what we have to be happy about? That at least we recognize our averas and we're upset about them. Right? We're not uh, the the pasuk in Mishle, the pasuk in Mishle in Parak Lamed Pasuches talks about the woman who who's who has committed adultery and she 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 just uh, she blows it off and she she shakes it off and she says I haven't done anything wrong. Right? We're not not like that person. We have to be happy that at least we recognize our shortcomings. Yeah, we have work to do. We have work to do to correct it. But at least we realize we have work to do to correct it. This very fact that we could re- that we know that we did averas and that we f- we want to do tshuva, we feel inspired to do tshuva. That is a tremendous chesed from Hashem, and that tells us that Hashem hasn't given up on us. That tells us that Hashem still wants his relationship. Yes, we have work to do to fix it. We have to do tshuva. We have to fix it. But that's already that's already a, a, a level that we have to that we ha- that we want to do tshuva. So yes, it's true that we have to. We, we're crying because we want to do tshuva. We want to fix the relationship, but we're also crying tears of joy 
joy and we're singing because because we, we realize that at least Hashem still wants us and we still recognize that there's a relationship here to be salvaged and that we have work to do but but that but that we at least notice it and not like the adulterous woman described in Mishle who doesn't care anymore and doesn't realize that she's done anything wrong. And that's why we say in the Yom Kippur Davening, we say, Chatanu Lefanecha, Hashem, we've sinned before you. That even when we're doing the Averas, we're before you, we're before Hashem. And it's not that we're rebellious. And as we're saying to Hashem, you know, there are different ways that a subject of the king can, 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 do, can commit a sin against the king. Right? You have the, you have the subject who uh, the king says, you know, not, not to take from his, his, his food. This table is set up from him, and it's forbidden to take from the king's table. So you have one, you have one subject who says, I don't care that, the king, that it's the king's food. I, I, I have just as much rights to it. Who does he think he is just because he's the king? That's because he was born to his father. I don't care. Right? I'm going to take from it. That's a rebellious servant. There's the other one who's standing there and the food smells so good and he's trying to overcome it, but he ends up giving in and he takes, he takes a bite. Which one will the king be much more upset at? The, obviously the first one. The first one is to, has a rebellious attitude towards the king. He doesn't care that I'm the king. He doesn't think I have, that my position means anything. He has no respect before the office of the king. The second one, he understands. He was weak. He gave in to his taiva. But he wasn't trying to rebel against me. As a matter of fact, he, fe- he felt bad about rebelling against me, but he couldn't, he couldn't overcome the, his, the, the smell of, of, of this food that, was so, that smelled so delicious. Right? So what we're saying to Hashem is that even when we sin, but we're lefanecha, we want to be close to you. What can we do? The Yetzirah overpowered us. And, and we have to work harder at it and we're going to try harder and we're going to do tshuva about it but, but it's not that we, that, we, that we rebelled against you we still recognize that we're lefanecha and we're, we come to you in tshuva recognizing that we've sinned but we want this relationship and we realize that things, that things have been messed up and what we're saying to Hashem is that even though it's true, we have to cry over our averas and we really have to have to work on ourselves and, and regret them and do vidui and promise we won't do it again and to really regret the past. But there's also a simcha that we still have this, this the pintaliyid inside of us that we haven't, we haven't given up and we haven't given up on ourselves and you haven't given up on us. We still recognize that we want this relationship and that we have work to do. As, as opposed to some people who maybe they don't even realize they've done anything wrong. And those are too far gone how are they ever going to do tshuva they they don't they don't even notice that something's that something is uh, is is missing but we're still here. We came to Shul on Yom Kippur. We're fasting. We bought Machzorim. We bought an Esrig, or we're going to buy an Esrig in the next few days. We, we, not, we didn't give up on this relationship. Yes, we realize that the relationship is not the way it's supposed, it's supposed to be. And we have work to do. But we still want this relationship. And that's what we're coming to express. And that brings out a simcha in us. So even though as we're confessing our sins, we're still singing, we're saying it in, in the sound of a song because we're still in the fight. We're still here. We're still fighting for what's important to us. And that's why we generally don't use depressing nigunim. We don't use uh, uh, depressing melodies, right? We want us, we're saying to Hashem that even though we're here and we're davening with a broken heart and we, we're thinking about how much, how much we, damage we've done, but, 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 but we're also so happy that we at least recognize that and that we're still here and we're still working on this relationship uh, with you. And that's why we always end the davening with a, almost all shuls end the davening with a very upbeat, uh, Kaddish with a, with the Yiskadal with in a very happy tune because what we're saying is that even though things have been messed up and even though maybe we didn't daven the whole davening with Kavana but we moved our lips and we're begging for this relationship and we're looking we're seeking this relationship and Hashem please accept that that's the, that's the, that's the that's how we close out the davening and that's what we do throughout the davening there's a simcha here that we're still here and we're still we're still searching for this relationship. 
And there's another idea from Rav David of Tolna, who says he says he he was once uh, he once walked into the base medrash and uh, it was between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, and he found the Chassidim talking, and he came over to them, he asked them what they were talking about. They didn't want to answer him. Uh, they didn't want to they didn't want to say it. And they basically told him that they were saying that, you know, we do this every year. We were here, we're, we're davening, and, and we, we, do, we do tshuva, but then we're back to our old ways. And he said to them, he said, you should just know that it's very important to do tshuva on, on Yom Kippur, even if a person ends up going back to his ways. Obviously, that's not, the, that's not what we're, we're looking for. That's not our goal. We hope that we make some lasting changes. But he said, even if we don't, even if there's no lasting changes, it's still so important. So the chassidim asked him, why? Like, well, what's the point of it if we do tshuva, but it doesn't, but it doesn't hold? What's the point of it? So he said there's a halacha, the Gemara and Baba Basra, the Aflamid Ches, tells us that if somebody tries to steal property, property is hard to steal, right? So how, do you, how does one steal property? If, if a person uses property, uh, somebody else's property, for a certain number of years, he gets a chazaka. He has a claim now on the property, right? Because I, I, we don't expect people to hold their deeds forever. They didn't, have, they didn't have recording offices like we have today. So people couldn't hold their deeds forever. So if I could show that I was using this property unprotested for the last three years, so I have a chazaka on the property. Property. So what happens if somebody's on my property? How do I prevent them from getting that chazaka? So they have to make a macha. They have to make a. They have to. They have to contest it, right? What does that mean? All they have to do is they have to say they have to go into Bezdin or they have to say in front of Adim that so and so is a goslin. He stole my property. He's using my property, and by uh, by proclaiming this, the person can't say I've been using the field for three years uncontested. So if this person at least once every three years or maybe more frequently comes in and says no, I still. I still have a claim on that property. I haven't foregone my my claim on that property. So the new person who's who's using it Ill- illegally, he doesn't have a chazaka. Said the Talmud Rebbe, this is exactly what Hashem does with His great kindness. What He does for us every single once a year during the year. That on Yom Kippur, that even though we maybe we constantly lose the battle to the Eight Sahara, but we make a macho against the Eight Sahara. We tell him that no, this is not who I am. The Eight Sahara is trying to make a chazaka that we're that we're sinners, that we are people who give in to our taivas, that we're people who speak lashon hara. We are people who fill in fill in whatever weakness you'd like. Right? He's trying to convince us that that's who we are. He's trying to steal our, 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 our self-identification. We, even if if the tshuva doesn't do anything more than that, at least it acts as a macha. We're saying that, no, that's not who I am. I'm not the person the Yetzirah says who I am. It's not his land. I don't belong to the Yetzirah. He doesn't have he doesn't have a bilis over me. He doesn't own me, right? I don't want him to have a, a, a solid claim. I'm going to contest his claim. The Yetzirah convinces me all year that I'm from his side. I'm not part of Hashem's team, and I'm contesting that. I'm saying, no, you, you, you stole my neshama. You pushed me into these things, right? And therefore, even if, and of course, again, as we said before, a person always, we want our tshuva to last and we really want to change and we're going to do everything we can to change. But even if we don't, even if it turns out that we don't, but at least I stood up on Yom Kippur and I said, no, I'm not that person that the Yitzhahara tries to convince me that I am. I'm not the person that the Yitzhahara makes me me look like. I am not that person. I'm I'm an Ebed Hashem. And even if I don't always act like it, I'm making a macho. I'm saying that I'm still that person. And 
and I come in once a year to let, make sure that the Yetzirah does not get control of me, does not steal who I am, steal my identity from me. That's the point of, of, of Yom Kippur. And I think that that connects to the vart from, from the Kloisenberger Rebbe, which is also part of the Simcha, because I'm still standing here and I want to make a Macha. I haven't given up. I haven't said, okay, you know what, the Yetzirah is too strong for me, I'm in his camp. No, I come Yom Kippur, I fast, I stand in shul all day, it's not easy for me, but I say that, no, I still am in Hashem's camp. I'm not that person that the Yetzirah, want, the Yetzirah wants me to be. I'm, and I'm going to sing songs on Yom Kippur because I'm happy that at least I recognize that even though I maybe I fail so many times in my life, but that's not who I want to be. I make a macho, I'm, I protest, and I make, make my, stake my claim that that's not who I am. I, I, I want to be something different. And even if it takes me time to get there, I'm making that claim, I'm staking my claim, and, that, and that's the simcha of Yom Kippur. So even though it is a somber day, and it's a day of introspection and tshuva, but it's a day also filled with simcha, that we're still in the fight, that we're still trying, that we're still, oh, we're still expressing, that I don't want to be in the, in the clutches of the Sahara. I want to be on Hashem's team, I want to be part of, I want to be a part of the, the, the army of Hashem, and with that I wish you all a good Shabbos, a good Yontif, a good Gemar Chesim a I'm sorry, Gemar Chesim a Tov, and a good 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 Gem